the Vikings offense film against the Bears was bad. Bad, 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 bad. Let's dive into the garbage dump on the Locked On Vikings podcast. You liked it on three, one, two, three. You, like you are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast, where we're always trying to learn something new. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to those of you who listen every single day. My hashtag everydayers for everybody else, anybody who's new. Hello, my name is Luke Braun. I am your host, and this is a daily show on the Minnesota Vikings that you can find anywhere you find your favorite podcasts, whether it is a podcast listening place or aggregation place like the Sirius XM app, where you can also find live broadcasts of all of the games. We're partnered with them. Very cool stuff. You can also find this show on YouTube or Amazon Fire and Roku. Just download the Locked On Minnesota Sports app. Uh, strongly recommend one of those video platforms today because we're going to spend a lot of time on the whiteboard. I want to show you some film stuff about what is going wrong with the Vikings offense. Uh, it was very bad against the Bears defense. And I think a little bit of credit to the to the Bears defense. It's not like they played a perfect game, but they played well. And I think game plan wise, I think Matt Eberflus had a, had a good plan coming in that worked well against a lot of the stuff Kevin O'Connell wanted to, wanted to do. Obviously, it wasn't enough, but I think that had a lot more to do with the Bears offense falling apart than uh, the Bears defense not doing enough. After all, held the Vikings to just 12 offensive points. And I think if you want to know what's wrong with the Vikings, you have to start at turnovers. So here's what I'm going to do today. This is going to be a bit of a different structure of a show because we're going to spend a lot of time on the old whiteboard. Um, that means that for audio listeners, Look, I'll be as descriptive as possible. If you're listening in your car or something like that, this will still be a podcast you can glean something from, but you're going to have to pay attention, follow along. Kind of don't recommend listening to this one while you drive. Uh, I, I recommend waiting until you can watch it on YouTube or on Amazon Fire or Roku or, or, or wherever you would find that. Um, or on the 24-7 live thing that there's a, if you look up like Lockdown Minnesota Sports, there is a live broadcast constantly on that has this show, uh, Locked On Timberwolves, Twins, Wild, Locked On Minnesota Sports, like the the actual, like the Ron Johnson show, Minnesota Football Party, all those. Uh, and it's just on 24-7 airing those shows like a TV channel would. Just what's on right now this half hour. Uh, pretty sweet. Anyways, go check it out there or wherever you can find a visual. Um, I'm going to take three plays that I think encapsulate the Vikings woes on offense that I think really just get to the crux of the issues. And I picked a turnover. I've picked a penalty and I've picked a play where tiny mistakes ruined an opportunity. And I think that that perfectly encapsulates things. So first let's start with a turnover. If you are not able to watch this for whatever reason, you're not able to get this, this visually, um, that's fine. You can still definitely listen. I'll be as descriptive as possible. Uh, but for everybody else, please enjoy my chicken scratch. Let's start with the interception that Kirk Cousins threw in the second quarter. Um, he was under pressure, gets hit as he, throw, as he threw, and it turned into a pick. But there's a little bit more going on than that. So 
that particular protection, there was a blitzer. So there was an edge rusher and then a linebacker that were both coming up uh, the C and B gaps, respectively. So coming on either end of the tackle, right? Either side of the tackle. The tackle's job is to take the most dangerous man. Who the most dangerous man is is kind of up for debate. After all, the linebacker is a little faster and he's got he was the one coming from the inside, which means he has kind of a shorter path to the quarterback. Uh, but he's starting from further back. Christian Derrissaw took the edge rusher. OK, that probably is something that you talk about over the week in scouting. So I'm sure that decision was already made. So Derrissaw who was kind of put in conflict, took the outside guy, which meant the inside guy was the running back's job, and Alexander Madison just fails on the block. Not a lot to break down about it. He goes low, he kind of bounces off of him, uh, doesn't get there. Gotta do better. Cousins takes a hit. The other stuff that's going on is really interesting. So they were running a bow concept, which comp is comprised of an arrow route from uh, TJ Hawkinson from the tight end, and a basic from Jordan Addison, I think, was the X on that play. Uh, and I like that, right? You have an arrow and, and then a B route basic. So bow, I get it. Um, the concept there is to try to pin down a defender who is supposed to be in man coverage on that arrow route and then have that basic that clears that defender like right through that guy's zone. So that guy kind of has to pick a pick a route. Um, one of the coaching points that the arrow route has, so the thing TJ Hawkinson is doing, is that if you see pressure from your side to turn your head and uh, turn around early, essentially, hey, if they're blitzing, get your head turned around because you are the hot route. You are the fastest guy that needs to get the ball. So if you see pressure coming from your side, no that that ball might be coming before you've actually turned around and finished running your route. It might have to. So that's what TJ Hawkinson does. does. He uh, turns his route around something like two yards before his actual breaking point. He actually kind of drifts the rest of the route backwards. And in doing that, the defender saw him turn his head around and then broke down on the ball. He, he broke forward on it taking the throw away from Cousins, who then had to go try to do something else. What the shame of all of this is, is that from that blitz, uh, the basic was going to be wide open if there was just a little bit more time if the running back made his block. Now, look, the the, the blame lies in this one on a, a running back not making his block, everything else working, right? Um, but there's also tiny little details that are, are worked into the offense for certain reasons that are sort of shooting themselves in the foot because Hawkinson is turning his head early because he sees pressure, which is what he's coached to do. The defender now has an easier time reading the play. And because we caught him blitzing, this should have been a perfect look to hit the, the basic on Bo and get a nice shot over the middle. Um, and it would have been if Alexander Madison made the block. And that's the other thing. It's like always somebody's execution failure. And the problem is it's never the same guy. It's always something a little different. Yeah, it was Madison a bunch of times in this game. I didn't like the game that he had. Uh, but 
it was also Bradbury sometimes. It was also uh, Derrissaw once. It was Kirk Cousins sometimes. It was Hawkinson not catching it sometimes. It was Addison sometimes. All of that stuff uh, caused the offense to sputter and totally fall apart after the singular touchdown drive that they were able to have. To further drive this point home, uh, in terms of EPA per play, offense and defense, if you do the team tiers thing, which is a, a Ben Baldwin deal, he does it via his site, rbsdm.com, uh, the Vikings are a middle-of-the-road team, EPA-wise. If you exclude plays with turnovers and change the graph that way, the Vikings immediately skyrocket to, like, Eagles territory. They're in the same tier as the Lions and the Cowboys. They would be a bona fide, inarguable playoff team if you just excluded what everybody is getting from turnovers. Now, that is not to say that the Vikings are secretly a playoff team. Those turnovers are bad. They're their fault, and they are a, a mistake that the Vikings have to clean up. Um, but plays like that, where one little thing turns into more little things because of just the way that that those plays are set up and the way that 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 Cousins behaves in the face of a whole bunch of pressure where he's going to try to force that ball and really take that opportunity, which I don't even mind, but it does lead to these turnovers. That's biting the Vikings big time, and it's causing their offense to really struggle. So, look, that's just one thing. I've got much, many other things that you guys are probably not going to like coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors, and they have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some uh, fantasy advice all week long. There are a couple of guys who have maybe not started off the best, but who are maybe worth a little bit more of your time. In particular, I am intrigued by their recommendation of Drake London. He might be uh, something of a buy low for you right now. Uh, he was a, kind of a sleeper type guy in 2023 fantasy drafts. Everybody looked at the Falcons offense and said, it's going to finally figure it out and explode a whole bunch. Um, he finally has paid off on that. In the last two weeks, he's caught 15 of 21 targets for 203 yards. And they're going to have some pretty uh, favorable matchups, including the Vikings defense, uh, which has limited explosiveness very well, but gives up volume to, to wide receivers, especially in PPR leagues. There's going to be a lot of completions, right? Um, so that's something to try to fit in with your fantasy team. And that's what it's all about. It's fitting in your needs with, you know, your, especially as uh, on a week to week basis, by weeks and injuries and stuff, fitting in the guys that you need to uh, perform for you when you need them. And it's the same deal with your car. eBay Motors understands that. With over 122 million parts for your car, you can make sure that your ride stays uh, running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack bumpers, whatever that thing needs, eBay Motors absolutely has you covered. And hey, look, navigating through what parts are compatible with what cars and do I have the right size of windshield wiper thing and do I have, is this going to fit mine because mine's a 2003 instead of a 2004, whatever you need eBay Motors has you covered there. Just look for that green check. They'll navigate that jungle of all of that compatibility crap for you so you don't have to stress about it. All you have to do is order that part and it will get to your door when you need it. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
Thank you so much for making Lockdown Vikings your first listen every day. Uh, for your second listen, on Friday mornings, check out Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Every Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, so that's noon Central, every Locked On NFL YouTube channel will have hosts Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs previewing all of the games for that weekend. Get in-depth local analysis from all of the NFL hosts all across the Locked On network. It's been a really cool deal. I would also love it if you checked out Locked On uh, or my 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 Patreon page, patreon.com slash LukeBronNFL. Uh, it is where I do some of the film analysis that I can't do on Locked On Vikings because I don't have the express written, written permission of the National Football League. But Patreon, you can see it. And if you're willing to wait a week, you can see it without paying anything. It's just where I do my film analysis that I really, really want to share with you guys. I have a video up now, every single coverage rep that Andrew Booth had in the game against the Chicago Bears. So if you're interested in that, go check that out. Patreon.com slash Luke Braun NFL. Um, let's move on to the next play. So this is one that you probably saw. It's a holding penalty on TJ Hawkinson is how it goes down in the stat book. But there's so many more other things that are just so quintessentially Vikings going on. So let's go back to the whiteboard. So this was a third down and two in the third quarter. You probably remember it for a holding penalty on TJ Hawkinson. And you may have also seen it from a uh, completely ridiculous double block that Christian Darasaw had. Uh, I say double block, not double team, because he took out two guys in the same play. I actually posted it, and the NFL official Instagram picked it up, which is pretty cool. We spread that uh, propaganda. We love it. But the the reason I picked this play is kind of because of stuff like that, because there are some absolutely incredible blocks on that particular play, all nullified and undone. And also... I don't necessarily think that it is Hawkinson's fault. Uh, I'm realizing now that I've picked two plays that I think are Madison's fault. Uh, it, that wasn't on purpose. I, I don't think he had a good game, but I'm not going to kill him like that hard over it. Um, but let me, I guess, explain what's going on. So this play was meant to look like a QB sneak on third and two. So you had TJ Hawkinson lining up directly behind Kirk Cousins. It was it looked like a tush push. Um, instead, Hawkinson sprints out and kick blocks the cornerback who is the furthest out guy. So he is the guy that's trying to kick out the furthest, the force player for the defense, who is like the outside contain guy, widen out that space and essentially neutralize him that way. Um, through that, you have a whole bunch of fancy pinning and pulling that I'm not going to explain in detail, but what it ends up with is Brandon Powell blocking an edge rusher. I'm pretty sure it was Yannick Ngakwe and does a great job on it. And you have another receiver who is Nikhil Harry, who has to climb up and block a will linebacker and gets up there, absolutely smashes the guy. You have great doubles up front elsewhere on the line. Uh, and ultimately, what you end up with is a really, really well-blocked play. The only block that doesn't go perfectly is TJ Hawkinson's, who uh, the cornerback the goes pretty far upfield and Hawkinson doesn't really like peel off his block well enough, so he ends up kind of upfield of the guy. Uh, that shouldn't be an issue because as the running back, you should see what is developing. You have a fantastic lane on all these DBs as Christian Derrissaw kicks butt and as uh, TJ Hawkinson at least seals off part of the guy, right? You have a fantastic lane as both of your wide receivers kick butt too. 
you should be able to find that lane. And you can go look at my clip, go to my Twitter account, go to the uh, official NFL Instagram account and look for their Christian Darisaw post. You'll see it. You'll see the lane that should have happened. Um, but what Madison does instead is he tries to bounce it outside of that uh, of that cornerback and outside of Hawkinson, which leads that cornerback further upfield. And since Hawkinson is now in an awkward angle with him, he can't quite get his hands off quickly enough and he tugs. Um, you got to get your hands off quicker, right? Like no excuses. Uh, but I'm not going to be too mad at him at all over it. This is a perfect, perfectly, perfectly, perfectly Vikings play. So many dudes had an awesome rep and it doesn't matter because of some mistake that's kind of minor that you're not really that mad about, but you're more mad that it just erased so many other fantastic and good plays and it set the Vikings up with a third and 12. They wouldn't convert and they would punt. Uh, it's just a bummer. It's, it's, uh, this has been it, you know, all season long. It's just such a bummer. That one drives me absolutely nuts. It's such a waste of so many good performances. And how many fantastic performances have we seen from one person or another go totally to waste? I mean, we had Justin Jefferson going off for 150 a game. First three games of the season, lost all three games because of what somebody else did. Football is a complete team sport, right? It is not a sport of individuals. And this is where I, I get super bugged by people looking at the Vikings and, and thinking that they are this like holistically broken organization uh, that just needs to blow everything up and, and, and sell the team and move to San Antonio. You know, they have undoubtedly made personnel moves. Rick Spielman and Quasi have made personnel moves that didn't work out from the, you know, Lewis scene or, or go back to any of the to the to the Wyatt Davis busts, the Kellen Mond busts of the Spielman era, all the way to smaller things like trading for Ross Blacklock that, you know, you hoped you would get into at least the last year of his contract, which you didn't. Um, regardless, those things are critiquable on an individual level. But when you talk about wholesale direction of the franchise and all of that stuff, you have to remember that you got plays where Christian Derrissaw pancakes two dudes and does something that I don't know if how many other linemen have a single play like that on their uh, on their film for their entire career. That is absolutely not the first time Derrissaw has done it. How many players are like that? And that one just doesn't happen, doesn't count, holding penalty. That's not even really Hawkinson's fault. That one's super more Madison's fault to me, like I explained. Um, it's just such a shame. And I think all you can do is look at that and say, gosh darn it, what, what a shame. But I think the most insane possible take you could have on that, I saw this one going around a whole bunch, I don't know where it started, uh, was, is, you know, well, they're not good, so get rid of Christian Derrissaw. That's like the most insane possible thing I think you could you could conjure. At least with 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 idiots deciding that they want to trade Justin Jefferson, they're saying like, yeah, but we get like three first round picks, and it's like, okay, at least I see where you're headed. I don't know. I'm not going to rant on that today. Uh, instead, let's go to the last thing, which is the perfect. It's the very next play, and. It's the perfect encapsulation of tiny mistakes being exploded into way bigger impacts. Today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is therapy online made easy. 
BetterHelp is a place where you can find licensed therapists and you can try a whole bunch, which I don't know about you guys. I don't know how many of you are in therapy. I've been in therapy for years. It has been phenomenal for me in terms of just growing, helping myself grow as a person. It's not something that I, it's not a doctor you go to when you're sick therapy. You know, it's, it's a gym that it's a maintenance, right? Mental health maintenance. And for me, starting therapy had this big barrier because you call someone and they don't tell you what you really need and you don't feel like it's compatible. And then you feel like all therapy is like that. But from one therapist to another, and I tried a few when I was first getting into it, they are so different. So go to BetterHelp, uh, betterhelp.com slash locked on, and you get 10% off of your first month. And try them out. They they help you sift through a bunch of different options. If you don't like the first one they recommend for you, say that and then go get a different one. And if you don't like that one, then go get a different one until you find somebody you feel you're compatible with. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com slash locked on. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. One last play here that I think is absolutely perfect. Third and 12, uh, right after the holding penalty, they need a conversion to keep this thing alive and, and try to press their lead, and it doesn't go very well. Not really anything huge. Tiny mistakes, big impacts. The last one I want to talk about actually comes right after the uh, failed run play holding penalty thing. This is the third and 12. They're going to run a tunnel screen. So they're going to have two wide receiver blocks on two defensive backs. Cousins is basically going to take the ball, throw it to the X, who's Jordan Addison, who hopefully will be able to run up uh, using a whole bunch of the space. And they get the perfect look. And I, I picked this play because it's not like the Vikings aren't getting opportunities on offense. This play was the opportunity of opportunities. If you're looking at it on the whiteboard, you can already start to kind of see why. For one, all of the Bears pass rushers, nobody figures it out, right? Everybody's coming up toward the quarterback. Everybody is uh, running themselves out of the play. But for two, again, if you're looking at it, you're probably looking at one particular X on this thing and saying that guy's probably an issue. It's this uh, safety up here. The guy that's lined up in off-man coverage on the number three, which is TJ Hawkinson. Uh, So if you think about it, the one, two, three, uh, the third innermost guy off man coverage. So he's basically covering the slot and he's given himself cushion that puts him exactly in the space that the Vikings want to vacate. But for whatever reason, that guy, uh, I think it's Jaquan Brisker flows downfield and to the outside when he sees the other two wide receiver blocks. So he's flowing with the blockers thinking possibly that this is going to be some kind of smoke or bubble screen rather than a tunnel screen. I think that's a huge mistake by that guy. But what it does is essentially eliminate him from the play and cause tons and tons and tons of space to be there. It's absolutely infuriating how much space is there. But what happens on this play is a function of timing. Um, and 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 that's a, a big bummer. And that's the other reason I chose this play. The timing has been off all season. And without actually showing you the tape, I can't really explain why that is, uh, but I'll do my best drawing it and, again, be descriptive as possible. Um, 
the timing of these types of plays is very, very particular. For one, if anybody's getting blocked more than a yard downfield, uh, that could start to be offensive pass interference on these kinds of plays if those blocks get started too early. So the ball has to be thrown and caught kind of before these blocks get too far downfield. So that's one part of the challenge. The other part is that you only have so much time before defensive backs and potential linebackers start to get wise to what you're doing and start to chase it and start to close off that space kind of from the inside. Again, this particular look was great because it was third and 12. The Bears flattened everybody out on the front and there was nobody in the actual second level of the defense. So Addison had all kinds of time. But because the timing took a little bit too long, those opportunities closed up. Um, the blocks went okay. If anything, the block from the number two, who was Brandon Powell, didn't go perfect. He didn't get all of them. Um, but what happened was, on this little like tunnel screen, the wide receiver who's catching the ball, who's, who's Jordan Addison, has to work back toward it a little bit. He's supposed to work upfield and inside. He gets the ball, but he doesn't run into the ball. He doesn't run through the catch and then turn upfield. He comes to a complete stop and then turns upfield. And that little bit of like hesitation, he didn't need to come to a complete stop. The throw was fine. Um, that little bit of hesitation causes the thing to take a little bit too long. And that's a little bit too long for Brandon Powell to sustain his block. And that corner comes in and actually makes the tackle. I don't even know if they gained yards. Um, it was just so perfect of an opportunity and the Vikings couldn't seize it because of a little mistake. That is what is sinking the Vikings right now. Little mistakes. Wrapping this thing up, um, this I, I hope you enjoyed this format of, of Lockdown Vikings. I like doing this kind of thing and being a little bit more visual with that. I think you have to, especially when you're talking about, well, you know, then the X blocks down and cracks on the edge and and the uh, the the tackle will pull out and block the corner who goes who, or, or work up field to the safety. And like all that stuff is so hard to track without some kind of visual aid. Uh, and I'm, I'm doing what I can with it. But um, I, I guess. Where I'm at is that execution is off. Timing is off. So many times, like that tunnel screen, timing is just off. And it's, I don't know whose fault it is. I don't really care whose fault it is. It just, that's the problem. Fix it. Whoever needs to speed up or slow down, fix it. But there are so many times where the optimal time to throw, the drop back isn't done yet. And, and I actually kind of think Kirk has been a little bit slower with his drop backs. At least he was in Chicago. I thought that kind of, it was a little bit weird. There are also times where it is the play calling where, you know, you're in a two minute drill. And again, same deal as as against the Chiefs in that two minute drill, about a minute to go um, in in the Bears case. It was at the end of the half. They had three timeouts in the Chiefs case, no timeouts, but about the same time. And, and you're still in a hurry up situation. And they they call three by one. They call a pick play where uh, the the three, the innermost guy is catching the ball and working toward the sideline. The guy with the most time to go before the sideline is working on that. Hopefully with two blockers in front, he can get out of bounds. Neither time did they get out of bounds. Now, uh, against the Bears in this last one, I think that was kind of a BS call. Really BS forward progress call. But I don't know what their coach to do in like two-minute things. So I'll, I'll reserve too much of my ire for that one. But... 
either way, that's such a weird call. Or they they did like double uh double lion. I, th- I think it's called lion. Or no, it's not. It's curl flat, double hitch flat, like spacing crap. Uh, with you know one little curl and a flat over to the other side. You're gonna get two yards on that play. What are you doing that for in a two minute drill? That's a first and ten call where you hope you get a yak opportunity. What are you doing with that in a two minute drill? Um, where none of those refs are going to get out of bounds anyways, and they're not going to get anything. You're just wasting time getting one yard at a time. That stuff drives me nuts. I I think the Vikings really need to soul search because they don't look very well practiced. They don't look very well prepared. And I don't want to hear about that. They didn't play in the preseason. The joint practices gave them more reps than they would have had in the preseason. If they played in the preseason, they'd be even less prepared. It's also week six. Time to get over the 25 reps they would have gotten the preseason. It's week six. It's October. Let's go. Everybody's buying their Halloween decorations. You got to figure out how to do a protection and how to do a drop back right. How to do a how to how to time out a, a choice correctly or a, or a hitch correctly. All that stuff is driving me nuts. And now you got the 49ers coming up. They are not going to be nearly as forgiving as the Bears. The Bears are the most forgiving team in the league to play. That's not even trash talk. That's just true. Bears people can probably attest to that. They punish mistakes the least. The 49ers might be the single team in the league that punish mistakes the most. So let's go. Monday Night Football, you got to figure it out. We got crossover Thursday coming up next week uh, or tomorrow. We got crossover Thursday coming up with Brian Peacock. Uh, Excited to share that conversation with you. So uh, let's keep it rolling. It's Locked On Vikings. Thank you all for listening. And as always, skull.